Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, Episode 3. Renee is back. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hello. I am very good. How about you? I'm doing amazing. (laughs) All right, we're going to jump into it because I am dying to know what you thought. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, our question of the day. In this episode, we saw Daryl and company go by a cemetery. And of course, Daryl notices Jim Morrison from The Doors, which was so cool. I love that they put that in there. So it got me to thinking about past bands, rock bands. So our question of the day is, if you could attend any iconic rock concert, from the past, who would be the headlining band and why? So I read that question and it took me two seconds to answer because I, <laughs> it's Queen because I never got to see Freddie. <laughs> yes! I mean, that's just, Queen is just, yeah, I mean, they're just all around great rock band. And basically, you can find any song to fit any mode with this beat. You know, they have their, their catalog is enormous and I just love them. And so, yeah. I just wish I could have seen him with Freddie. That's, uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Okay. Just so you know, you've already given me the chills of the day. (laughs) And we won. Yeah. One. Yeah. We'll tally them up. But seriously, that was exactly my (laughs) choice was Queen because of Freddie. And I just, I remember, I mean, I used to listen to albums and <laughs> I had the albums and I would listen to them and I would just visualize. I, I think because it's such a, feels like a rock opera in a way, there are songs <laughs> that I, I just love them so much. And then I would watch, the, okay, everybody, TV, we used to watch TV. <laughs> there used to be those shows where they would showcase different, you know, they would be on different television series, yeah. midnight special or uh talk show, whatever it was. And they would be on there and I would just love watching them. And I just, oh, mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury, he's just so amazing. So, and yeah. then we had, we had talked a little bit about Bohemian Rhapsody just a, yeah. a bit last week. So, um, mm-hmm. it's just perfect for us to pick yeah. queen, <laughs> queen. <laughs> There's so many more I could say, but I'm just going to leave that. that we could just right do a whole podcast about Queen. <laughs> yes. And I even thought we could do a whole podcast about just famous Ooh. rock band. Yes. 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 So <laughs> look for that upcoming. We'll, we'll figure out a way to work that into uh, to what we do. Seriously, I love that. I, okay. I'm so. on board. <laughs> All right. So friends out there, let us know what you think. We would love to know if you could pick a rock concert from the past, who would be the headliner and why? You can let us know and reach us on Twitter or Instagram or any of the social media places with Screens in Focus at Screens in Focus. And you can get to our social media links at screensinfocus.com or in our show notes because we would love to know what band you would pick. All right, Renee, did you have any news to bring up? You know, it was kind of a quiet. Yeah, I don't think there was much of anything. Yeah, since last time. So I I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. No, no, that's okay. I just wanted, I didn't know of anything either. And so I just thought I would Mm -hmm. uh, check in with you on that. Mm -hmm. 
All righty then. Okay, so let's get to episode three, Paris, toujours Paris, or something like that. Paris is always Paris. Yeah, Yeah, Paris is always Paris was the name of this episode. So sorry, I'm butchering the name. Everyone who speaks French, I'm so sorry about that. We love this episode. And (laughs) in this episode, Daryl and the group make their way to Paris, where they stumble upon a cemetery meet a unique conductor and end up in this mesmerizing underground haven. And then as the story unfolds, character development evolve, especially between Daryl and Isabel. Laurent learns about his harrowing birth and a shocking revelation about his father is revealed. Genet and Cadrone add complexity and danger to the mix. Despite it all, there are still moments of hope and faith and beauty that just keeps us hooked. And, you know, this is just such an intriguing series. What did you think of this episode overall? So, you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. This was the series I was, you know, least looking forward to because I just didn't know how this was going to work. For so, And I don't know why, because Daryl's my favorite. You, I should have yeah. been on board, but I just really wasn't. And now I just cannot stop watching it. <laughs> and I, I just think this one was just so packed full of stuff. And, we, you know, we learned so much information. It was so exciting to finally arrive in Paris. We, you know, we've been we like, yeah. keep talking about it. We've seen clips of things and we're like, let's get to Paris, you know. And so, you know, it's, yeah, that was just so neat. And I just, one, one of the things that, the first thing that really caught me about this episode was in one of the little trailers or teasers for it was when F- that Fayou says, you hear that Paris is crying. That line just like, yeah. you know, like it, it was just such a neat thing to see. Number two. <laughs> Chalk <laughs> number two, Renee. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, so, yeah. No, I think that was, I think, all that I had. But it was just, yeah, it was just such a great episode. Again. <laughs> I seriously love the series. And Each time I sit down on the couch and I'm watching it, I keep thinking, how can I like this more and more? Is it, (laughs) am I just like, just thinking I do, or is this really doing it for me? It really is. There were just so many details and I'm going to get into that a little bit more later, but I feel like it's exceeding my expectations. It has exceptional writing, the performances is, and just this French setting, all of it. I just am loving it so much. And it's just great. I think it's just great. And oh, I guess one of the news things that we could bring up was how it had, it might have changed or fluctuated, but it had 90% rotten tomatoes. It was certified fresh. And that was higher than any of the other Walking Dead anything. And so that is amazing, and I yeah. love it, right? Yeah, that, yeah that's impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. Okay, so tell me, was there a highlight or something that really stood out to you in this episode? Well, I have a list as long as my arm. <laughs> Let's, I'll condense it. So the one thing I'm going to bring up first was Ami. I was so mad when the little girl, I said it last week, I was so angry with her for leaving her. Yes, and there's, yes. And the, after we talked, I remembered seeing a clip of this little kid. And I'm like, no way. Like, it just, like, I, it was in a teaser or a trailer or a pic. I don't know where I saw it somewhere of this little girl, you know, little, it looked like a little person, you yeah. know, like and everything. And I was like, that is her. And it was, well, yeah, totally was. So that just, it, 
just frustrated me, <laughs> but I know yeah. it was a whole thing with her. It just was where her mindset was at that time. And then, you know, whatever. So anyway, that was frustrating for me, but, <laughs> but no, I loved, you know, we got to see how the, we finally learned how the Eiffel tower was damaged. Um, that, you know, Quinn's reveal was crazy. It was like, I mean, just so much in that we, I know we're, we'll talk later too about that, but you know, there's just so much there. Um, mm-hmm. I just love Daryl and Isabel. I love their interactions. They're just so good together. And, you know, I I think I said that last week too, that, you know, they're very similar, you know, for despite their differences, they're very similar. And they come from like a a traumatic background, you know. (laughs) Three fingers, people, just because... (laughs) <laughs> Renee's doing it to me again. <laughs> All right. It's just because what you say hits me because I'm feeling it too and I sense yeah. it too and it it just uh, hits yeah. my heart. So thank you for voicing that. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> and then I was – one thing that kind of stood out with, to me was that that was uh, uh, Janae and Cadron's first meeting. Because he seems like he's so loyal, you know, which I guess, you know, not all soldiers meet the leader of their, you know, yeah. whatever they're, but it was just interesting because this is very different. This is the apocalypse. So you think that they would be like buddies or something, I guess. I don't know. So I was just that, I was like, oh, he never met her before. So, but he was loyal and he was willing to do whatever, you know? Yeah. And I know his brother adds to that, but prior to that, he was even, you know, so I thought that was interesting. And then, of course, the Walker testing, that was, yeah, that was amazing, which we'll touch on more later, too. But, yeah, it, you know, it's, it was, like, just cool to see that. You know, we keep hearing about it. And so it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I thought that the details were something that really, you know, mm-hmm. stood out to me. I, again, that was, like, over the whole episode. There were just so many <laughs> details that were taken care of and that were brought up just like the cemetery that they yeah. that they showed that I, I just thought who thought to put this in here this is just mm-hmm. so perfect mm-hmm. and just all everything people said uh it was important all the words that were spoken by everybody so i think that's why i think that the writing was so exceptional because mm-hmm. all their words were important and then i started to think well maybe that will play a part later on because why did they say it and we're going to get into a little bit of that too, but I just thought that the details were uh, something that stood out to me. And also along with what you said, Daryl and Isabel, that relationship and that dynamic, it keeps evolving, deepening. I love it. I agree. They are similar, but they are different. But uh, I just, ah, these guys, <laughs> you know, their conversation in that apartment. Mm-hmm said so much about both of them. Daryl finding the picture of Quinn and her sharing her kind of story, a a little bit about what her past was like. And then Daryl talking about the view and how he didn't have that view. And then she says something about, but you're always thinking. And he says, no, (laughs) I didn't used to be that way. Mm -hmm. And then she says the world was broken and that's Basically, when we came into our own, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, oh, that was so good, so mm-hmm. good. And you and I had talked about that previously mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. two episodes. We felt like that, and you had said, mm-hmm. you know, this gave them a second chance, a second chance yeah. to be who they are. And it got me to also thinking and see. I'm already going into a theme, which I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be going into themes yet, but. 
I mean, isn't it kind of sad in a way? Because the re- all of us here that live here without an apocalypse in our world, why do you need a second uh, lease on life to do what you need? You need to mm-hmm. like do it now, to not yeah. be afraid, to yeah. take those chances, to you know, be who you are and just, if you know, just everybody had the, um, the ability or the strength or the hindsight, whatever it might be to help themselves get to that point. That would just be so amazing. But, you know, personally for all of us, it could be that going through COVID could have sparked mm-hmm. that for some people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But anyway, so I just think that their uh, relationship is just so so amazing to watch unfold Mm -hmm. for us. And like you said, they have different approaches and they have different perspectives. And that's what gets them in arguments about how to handle Laurent. And it's interesting how much Daryl, he doesn't really intervene, but how much he says of what he feels for Laurent, you know, because Mm -hmm. he cares about him. But I mean, that's his aunt, basically Mm -hmm. his mother that is raising him. So I'm a little bit surprised. Um, uh, not surprised, but wait, can I bring this up to you too? I thought toward the end when they were arguing and he said something to her and now I can't remember exactly what it was, but I thought he was stepping over the line just a little bit with how he was, oh, he says, why don't you make something up? You're good at it. And I thought, wow, Daryl. That was kind of crazy that he said that to her because I thought, is she really making stuff up to, I don't know. She's she's just not being forthcoming, I guess. You know, she's, you know, with Laurent, you know, she's saying all these things and almost, well, avoiding the answers actually, I guess, more than really making it up. Yeah. You know, um, I, it, you know, is, maybe, it may be, he may be just thinking because his birth was so traumatic and so she hasn't shared all that with him. I mean, he hears him talking, but you know what I mean? Prior to that or whatever, she hadn't told him really anything about, because I think, yeah, she didn't, yeah, he didn't even know that she was his aunt and all that. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that that he should know. So I guess, I don't know. Some questions because, okay, so I want to say first that this is his aunt and basically his mother, really. I mean, really, because she raised him. Mm -hmm. You don't tell your child the worst things that could possibly, Mm -hmm. that happened to you. I can see you telling them, but not like describing every detail. So I thought, okay, so you want to, you want to be a child and be told, oh, your mother was a zombie and then she gave birth to you. It was awful. It was horrible seeing her. I mean, no, you wouldn't say that Mm -hmm. to a child yet. I mean, yeah. So I think she has to hold back on some things. I mean, she Mm -hmm. can't lie to him and say, I don't know who your mother is. That, that Mm -hmm. probably would have been wrong. And she didn't because she took that picture of Lily. So that made me realize that he does know that this is his mom. And then I thought, well, does he know it's his aunt? Because Daryl didn't have a reaction either when she said, this is my sister, Lily. And then she gives the picture to Laurent and then Laurent shows Daryl and Daryl goes, oh, she's pretty. He doesn't look at her like, wait, this is your sister. So he wasn't surprised either, which I thought was interesting. Like, Did she say that at the apartment though? I don't know exactly. Did she I say was just this remember if she, if she said that's my sister? Yeah, she said that. 
so then when she would hand the picture, hmm. yeah, I guess I, yeah, I'm not real sure, but, but up until that point, Loretta, he did not know that though. I mean, I, I guess I thought she had, I thought he didn't know anything about his mom before that. That's what I thought. But when she hmm. gives him the picture and she says, it's her. And then he looks at it and he smiles at it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't ask any questions like, yeah, where'd so. you get this? Or what? So it's, and then also when they were walking into Paris and she says, oh, your mother went to this high school. So to me, I don't think she hid yeah, so she exactly who his mother was. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't tell him that, that it was her sister. Maybe that was the, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But again, yeah. but again, I, I thought Daryl. <laughs> Daryl, yeah. come on. <laughs> that was yeah. a jab. That yeah, was a jab sure. at her. <laughs> yeah. But I still appreciated their back and forth and their pantry. Mm -hmm. I I it it just showed that they both were lashing out, but that they still cared about each other mm -hmm. and they were still gonna help each other. It was just an argument. It was just two friends. Mm -hmm. And it did remind me a little bit of how Daryl and Carol were. Yeah. Because there were moments they that they yeah. didn't agree mm -hmm. and they would <laughs> kind of argue <laughs> or, or back <laughs> yeah. away from each other. And so mm -hmm. I just really I like appreciated it. The other yeah. part when they were talking and she's af right after they talked to Quinn and she's really, la you know, just giving Daryl <laughs> like a hard time and saying all this stuff. And he's like, that's fine. You can be mad because I, you know, I know you're not really mad. I'm not really yes. the cause of this. No, he knew, you know, like she's taking it out on him, but. That was not why, you know, she wasn't mad at him. <laughs> yes. He was just I a punching that. bag. So, <laughs> yeah. Love that relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So many revelations and so many surprises in this episode. So, what surprised you the most? So, I had two things that were my, you know, big surprises. Was, first of all, the conductor, for Pete's sake, what that was going up with that guy? That was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're obviously crazy and you might as well do something with that, right? You know, I got all this time on my hands. I just thought that was, whoever thought that up, bravo, because that yes. was crazy. <laughs> that, so that scene, was, those walkers, <laughs> that was crazy looking. I know. I was like, I just want to know who, you know, within the Daryl Dixon series, who came up with that? I was, you know, did Greg Nicotero or his team, you know, somebody on his team figure that out or who, it was this just, I don't know, but that was amazing. <laughs> I just thought it, it was, was crazy. Yeah. It was yeah, crazy. Was. Like you're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It was and, so and, amazing. And Daryl's just like, yep, this guy, <laughs> he's lost it. You know? <laughs> Yeah, this route was stupid or something. Yeah, or yeah. a mistake. Yeah, this, this detour was you know, yeah. something. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. he's done with it. Yeah, but that was, yeah, that was him. So, anyways, I thought that was, you know, yeah, it was very surprising and it was very just you know, totally unexpected. <laughs> so, that was pretty cool. And then, um, you know, there were so many surprises, but one, the, the Walker testing, I, you know, like it was really good to see that finally because we've heard about it like what is it what are they doing you know and you keep thinking they've got to be you know trying to you know get a cure or figure out a cure or something yeah that, that's not what they're doing <laughs> at all they're you know trying to weaponize these things or something and that yes. was crazy i mean they gave him that shot and that thing started going nuts yeah <laughs> and then blood just started squirting out of his head or whatever and so yeah so it was, that was, you know, shocking to see how they're doing it. And, uh, but, but it was really cool to, you know, finally see what they're doing. 
It was. Oh, those were two really, <laughs> really great moments. Yeah. I'm trying to think that conductor. It was very bizarre, but it was very, very well done. And yeah, and I thought it was really scary with the walkers being tested at the intensity level of that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I the biggest uh, surprise for me was finding out that Quinn was Laurent's dad. That mm-hmm. Isabel found out. I thought, mm-hmm. what a way to find out. That your sister and your boyfriend slept together and then she gets pregnant and has this baby. Oh, my gosh. A little tiny bit of a letdown that that's his father for me. I thought, I mean, I think it's great and it's, it's. But I'm thinking I wanted his father to be something more majestic in a way (laughs) just because of his abilities. But I also thought it explains a lot like. If you look back to that flashback when Quinn was ready to leave her, he heard that she's pregnant. Yeah. He knows that's his baby and he was going to leave her. Yeah. He goes, I chose you. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, like, you know, that's, you know, it's a good thing that, you know, Isabel took off, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, it just just goes to show what his his character that he is now in the apocalypse it, I don't think it was a lot different and not in the podcast. I think it was very, you know, he was just a creep, yeah. you know? <laughs> also, it answers the question as to why Lily was afraid to tell Isabel. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I kept thinking, why is she afraid to tell yeah. her? Is she going to feel judged by her? Mm-hmm. But no, it's because... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell yeah. you the rest. <laughs> I slept with your boyfriend. Now I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... so yeah, I was so shocked. And the way he said it to her, mm-hmm. I was just so, oh, my gosh. Just a matter and of fact, like it was no big yeah. deal. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It happened. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> I, he's actually a good a jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing a very good yeah, job. Yeah, he's doing a very good job about that. Well, they're, they, they, the casting for the, you know, is, we didn't know what to expect with the majority of these people because we haven't seen them, you know, like. Um, the guy who plays Quinn, he's been in, I can't, of course I wrote the article and I wrote down what he's been in, but my brain has lost. I, he was in Chernobyl. That's a series by, um, Oh yeah. HBO or something. Yeah. Like the guy that did last of us did that series as well. And he's in, Uh, I guess I've heard a lot. Like he's, he's got a big fan base from that character. And Oh, cool. Um, Yeah. But, but besides him, I mean like, you know, the other ones, we really didn't know these, who these people, you know, these actors were like, I guess, you know, the Isabel, the, the gal plays Isabel was in uh, Harry Potter, but I didn't pay attention. Right. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know that kind of thing. So it, yeah. yeah, but so it's really cool to see how well these people are are portraying these characters, and they you know they're just doing fabulous, you know, and it's just so exciting. <laughs> it is. It it. Oh man, they are really good. <laughs> okay, so there are a lot of themes in this. A lot of themes because yes. there are so many details and so much <laughs> happening. There are a lot of themes. So I'm just going to mention a few and you let me know if any of these um, stand out to you or anything else that you want to bring up. So we saw, of course, art and culture mm-hmm. in this episode. We saw belief and hope. We saw the character development and the relationships that we kind of already touched upon and then danger and fear. So do any of those stand out to you? The culture one, yeah, I'm going to go back to, you know, the whole Jim Morrison's grave because I just thought that was just so clever to put that in there and to use the French cover of People Are Strange, 
that's the door song. Yes. You know, you know, and that, I love that song. It's in the Lost Boys soundtrack, and that's what you what we make favorite uh, for. <laughs> Number four. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but <laughs> that's fine. But I just thought it was so cool. You know that song. You start, as soon as you hear the first, you know, two notes of that song, you know what song it is. And then to have it be, you know, have it in French was fitting for the series or you know perfect. everything. And then for Daryl to look over and be like, "Hey, this Jim Morrison," <laughs> you know. Yes. And yeah, so it was really interesting. Um, and I just thought it was such a yeah, it was just clever to put that in there, just as a you know, oh, look, there it is, and walked on. It wasn't, you know, like a plot point. It wasn't, it was just mentioning in conversation, you know, because Lorette had been talking about a poet or something, and he was yes. saying about his whatever, and, yes. you know, so it was just, like, casual conversation. Oh, and there's so-and-so, you know, and because I did some research in that cemetery. It does have several notable uh, people buried there, and uh, so it was kind yeah. of interesting. But anyways, I thought that was, yeah, really cool, and, you know, just a little culture moment, I guess, or pop culture moment. Yeah, there was so much, so much. I can't, like you said, there's just so much here, there, there. Because yeah. I, that was, that was kind of a highlight to me. I don't know why. It was just a little piece, but I just thought it was brilliant, like you said. Mm -hmm. And just the the song coming on and all of that, just all of it. Of course, like you, it reminded me of The Lost Boys. It was the first thing that <laughs> popped into my head. And it was it was so good, and also I did appreciate Laurent in this uh, particular portion too. Mm -hmm. Just how he was talking about the story of a man, something about like a man wanted to die, and then when mm -hmm. he was going to die, he decided he really didn't want to die, mm -hmm. and was asking for help in in getting through what he needed to get through and story is about fortitude and so uh, when laurent said that i don't know just to, about the way french people speak sometimes when they say a word it sounds so much better <laughs> yeah. americans say the word and mm -hmm. i just thought that this actor felt i just feel like he's so gifted as an mm -hmm. actor yeah um a maturity about him it's just and we also see him later on when he's at the um, at the nightclub and the way he held himself there also, I just felt like I saw a maturity about him there mm -hmm. also, which we're going to get into Laurent in just a second. But mm -hmm. in speaking about the art and the culture and the symbolism, I did want to bring up how uh, we saw art, the water lilies, that painting yeah. um, that Isabel was uh, admiring and how it played sort of a significant role in how she felt. And that Daryl even said, it reminds me of home, mm -hmm. which I found interesting too. And then just all of the music that was played, mm -hmm. even with the conductor playing the music, we see it throughout. <laughs> he mentions a bunch of people, just like Laurent mentions a bunch of people that we, I'm not aware of, but I'm yeah. sure there's such great artists <laughs> and musicians and, and such. So I just, uh, I love how they incorporated that into this. And again, now the underground nightclub, that was like, that, whoa, <laughs> that was actually surprising. That was probably one of the surprises that I should have said <laughs> struck me because here you're going through the catacombs, right? Yes. <laughs> and you don't know where you're going. And then it opens up to this, mm -hmm. which is just, when I typed it in, I said it was such an unapocalyptical thing to see. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is the title, right? Paris will be Paris. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. that's what's happening it's, it's, here. That's what they're doing. And then, 
Yeah, just the way that people were dressed and the way they were dancing mm-hmm. and the Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> the feeling of it all. It yeah. was, how did you put all this into this episode and in the series? Mm-hmm. Even as they were approaching Paris, I, I thought to myself, is this a real place or did they build it up to be Paris in an apocalypse. I was really curious about that. And even going into where the conductor was looking at the curtains and the instruments and the stage, all of that, there's so much to see here. It's like walking into a candy store, your eyes there and this nightclub. You just don't know where to look because there's so much to see. Yeah. And, uh, we already talked about the relationships and the character development mm-hmm. between Isabel and Daryl, but I, I think the one other thing that I wanted to mention about Daryl developing as a character, when uh, he sees the picture of Quinn and her, and she's saying, well, that was a different time, and mm-hmm. and then Daryl humorously says in a way, oh, you're trading up <laughs> to God, to God, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and so... Uh, it was that funny, also, yeah. but it was interesting too because mm-hmm. um, just that it you know came to his mind in that sense. And then we were talking about Laurent and just he, with his ability to bring hope mm-hmm. and faith to this um, the group. What's the group? Are they called something? Did you say the this group? Yeah, uh, like the nuns and that. They're called the Union of Hope. Union of Hope, but the what's his name? Is it Falu? What's his name? I think he's Fayou? part of them. I I believe. Okay. I guess I didn't hear a different name for him. Okay, um, because they're all tight. The nest is like the place. oh the nest. That's right. So the that's nest. where they're going. Yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. that's the yeah. So that's actually the place. And there was you know like they said something else about this was at the from the nest or something. You know what I mean? Like so the the nest is like a hub of some sort where they're doing yeah. you know they do a lot of things there. I guess <laughs> that's where they're trying to get. Laurent to to be safe. So are they not at the nest yet? Mm-mm. No, the nest. Oh. I, the way I understood it, it's not in Paris because they said something about when. Oh, I know. And then he's like going to bed, and Sylvie's with him, and he says, "What's what's what it's going to be like when we get to the nest?" Oh, that's, that's right. Because I wasn't that's sure either. Right. I didn't really say, but at the same time, it didn't. It was like pretty small because he said we only had like sixty-four people because a baby was just born. Right. And I think. So I thought, wow, this is very big. And then when he said that, I'm like, aha, they're not at the nest yet. So it's still farther on. But I don't wow. know. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. the map looked like they stopped in Paris, but maybe it's just on the outskirts or something. But I don't, yes. I don't know for sure. So. Okay. Okay. And that would make sense why you wouldn't have it there either, right? In yeah, the right. In the middle of Paris. But yeah, back to Lorenz's abilities. It was so cool to see him with that lady. Yes. And, and, and I like how Daryl is really paying attention, whether he's, you know, he because he still says things like, you know, that's what you guys believe or whatever. But he's he is watching and seeing these things that are happening with this child. And, he, you know, he said at one point, too, there's a lot for a child to bear, you know. kind of Yes. Um, but at the same time, he's he's paying attention to what's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that moment with Laurent and that woman. I just thought it mm-hmm. felt so uh uh, special that mm-hmm. just that faith. It was a really cool moment. I did really enjoy that that moment and what he's able to bring people. I, I don't know if this is the right time to say this part, but it just got me to thinking when Daryl and Isabel were arguing, and Daryl was saying, "Is this really so, or is it just what you want to believe?" And she says, basically, like he doesn't believe Daryl doesn't. So they 
uh, it was kind of interesting to to hear them say that. But it's if you don't believe and you don't have hope, I mean, look what believing and hope can do for you. Mm-hmm. Look what it did to this woman, whether it's true or not true. People feel better. She yeah. said she feels loved or she mm-hmm. felt the love and it brought her out of this mm-hmm. depression that she was in. So mm-hmm. whether he has that in him, let's hope he does because yeah. we want him to make everybody <laughs> feel like that. And if he doesn't, and people just believe it, then why not? Why mm-hmm. not? Uh, beginning, that reminds me of what Isabel said to Daryl about taking Laurent where he needs to go. And she's like, if I'm wrong, then you're not out anything. But why not be- Why not bet on hope instead? You know? I, I, exactly. And a lot of times that is, like you said, that's can inspire someone or it can just having, yeah, just the thought of that can have, you know, a different effect on them. Than you know, just sitting there and, and dwelling on whatever's going on in their lives, right. you know, right. Okay. I've got this little spark of hope. And so if that's what it takes, then fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, we're kind of going into the b- believe and the hope. Mm-hmm. And I, I did also want to mention another really special moment was when they were at the cemetery and Laurent tells Daryl, you will not die in Paris. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I, I took that. That, that <laughs> is proof. That is proof, Daryl. <laughs> like, yeah, he keeps saying the things. You're like, okay, where's, who's feeding this to this kid? You know, how does he, you know. So, yeah, that was very interesting. <laughs> Gut, he's saying it. It's true. We're taking it as fact here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I thought that was so uh, such a good moment. So, and also we had talked, uh, one of the themes is a little bit of danger and fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had, we had talked about the experiments, which really brings a lot of fear to me. I'm thinking, yeah. you know, something always happens. Like I thought to myself when that walker got loose and hit the wall, what if that wall wasn't there? Or what if the glass wasn't strong enough? What if it got out? Come mm-hmm. on, people. This always happens. This happens in Jurassic Park. Yeah. It all kinds <laughs> of things. seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> happened before, people. Come on. Things get out. Things are mm-hmm. meant to be. Things evolve a different way. You think because you're scientists or doctors, oh, let's put this and this will happen. No. It, different things happen. And it yeah. just grows or it morphs or it, or it's just human nature or whatever it might be. And so it's very, very scary to me. That like is scary. The other moment that scared me was uh, the walkers falling from the building onto um, where Daryl and Isabel were trying to get out of by her apartment. When they fell and got up with broken (laughs) bones, they felt like I felt like I was watching a horror movie yeah. where, where demons were like yeah. just could get up and do whatever they want. And I think <laughs> her face was so perfect and revealing because she she had this look like, oh my gosh, what am I seeing? Because it wasn't just a regular walker. Mm-hmm. And there then going, yeah, yeah, there was just something I guess that burners that they are just it's mm-hmm. just and i'm glad daryl could use it to his advantage like that was cool oh, yeah <laughs> it's like well you see that was a cool way to use him you know <laughs> yeah but even so i just thought it was pretty scary it was yeah and it, you know it makes you you know like how did those burner you know like how did they come to be you know was this 
did they mutate on them or their own or was this part of the experiments and right those got out somehow you know what i mean yes it's just like yeah like you said it's scary to think about like what else can they do with these yeah you know everybody says like in the walking dead the walkers aren't very scary because they're slow and this and that you know kind of thing but they can still be pretty scary but yeah. these that we're seeing now, there's more danger involved. It's not just like, yeah. oh, it's going to bite me. Now it's going to burn me. Yes. And this guy's getting so strong that, you know, whatever happens with that, eventually they're going to be able to rip my limbs off or something. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is getting very interesting. I think, though, that as a regular human and then that you become a walker, I used to wonder about how easily they could tear somebody apart because you it's hard to do to mm -hmm. another human. Why, how do these walkers, I mean, yeah, they We're, could bite you, but how is it that they can just be strong enough to rip you apart? I kept mm -hmm. thinking that doesn't seem normal. If you're, yeah, if, like, yeah, normal, yeah. right? As a human going into a walker, you didn't gain strength just by doing that under normal circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not with what we're seeing now, but so... Anyway, it just, uh, yeah, so it just creates this whole level of horror and mm -hmm. fear. All right, so th are there any other tidbits or thoughts or predictions that you want to talk about? Um, well, I th yeah, you had, wrote, I think you wrote down Cadrone uh, and, and Daryl's fight, so that was good to see. That was interesting to see that. Um, I thought that was really cool just to see the two of them, you know, go at it and stuff because... It's just fun to see that. <laughs> yeah. But I remember on the, I think it was like one of those character intro videos where uh, the guy who plays Cadrone, he um, was saying that everyone will look at him as a villain. And that I think he says, Norman Reedus punches me a lot or something like that. It was so, yeah, like he said something about that. I forget exactly what he said, but it was, it was pretty humorous, you know? So uh, I was waiting for it to see when that would be happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, so that was interesting. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Daryl. I mean, we see him in the next trailer and he's walking around. So he obviously didn't die or anything. He's not going to die in Paris. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ron's already <laughs> said it. We already told him. Yeah. So that we knew that wasn't. But what happened? I mean, what happens? Where does he fall into? Because we don't yeah. even have buildings on at this point. I don't know yeah. how far they ran around up there. And Right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But anyways, I thought that was it was interesting to see the two of them, you know, come to blows. <laughs> So I love that part too. I really did. I love the chase um, and how Daryl makes that jump and then Kadro mm -hmm. makes the jump and then just Daryl almost getting him with that <laughs> knife and then, he, and then he doesn't and then just them rolling around. And I thought to myself, ooh, is, I'm sure it's really them. Is it them fighting? I, that must have been hard to do, right? And then you're choking out that guy. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, Daryl's going to kill him. Daryl's going to And I was freaking out because I thought, oh, please, please don't get, uh, you know, beat the shit out of Daryl. Because, you know, in The Walking Dead, Rick was always ge getting beat up. Always. I'm like, how are you always beating up Rick in these, yeah. this episode? Uh, you know, it's, okay, I'm sorry. This is off on The Walking Dead for a second. But. Rick was always getting beat up, right? The governor, different people. But then when he has to fight Tyrese, who is actually bigger than him, <laughs> he beat him up. He, You know, it's like so funny to me who they pick can beat up Rick and who can't. Anyway, back to this one. Um, I, please don't get the upper hand on Daryl. Mm -hmm. Please don't yeah. hurt him. Don't hurt him. But I really loved seeing Daryl fight in this. Yeah. It was great. It was great. 
I was, I it had a, t- a tiny little glimmer, reminded me of John Wick <laughs> for a second. <laughs> yes. No, I, it reminded me kind of when he fought Beta because that was like a, you uh, know, yeah. Like, that was huge, you know. Yes, it was. Ryan Hurst is enormous <laughs> compared to, Dar- to Norman Reedus, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. it was, I, w- I kind of had like thoughts of how that fight went, you know. <laughs> True. Yes. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was a really good uh, fight to see. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And uh, I think uh, we might have mentioned everything else already. Oh, Sylvie makes a friend. Yeah. Sylvie makes a friend. I thought that that was kind of nice that they introduced that. Yeah, because I mean, she's just all around these older nuns all the time. So it's nice that she yeah. found someone for age that she can talk to and yeah. fun, you know. <laughs> and that they dance and he talks yeah, about his cute. past. I just yeah. thought that that was really, really yeah. sweet. And yeah, you had mentioned the little girl already, and I just wanted to say I thought that was a really sad moment. I wasn't, ex- I I didn't know for sure if we'd see her again, but then I thought, why did they highlight her yeah, here? So then I thought maybe we will see her, and I'm mm-hmm. just, and I and I had said when we talked about it that I felt really sad because I knew she would die. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, and no. I think you know it was it kind of made me mad and all this, and I, you know I know on. The other podcast we were we talked about it and um we, we talked about just her leaving her not you know because we didn't know what happened next yet but we yeah. talked about that and Ryan pointed out the um, my co-host he pointed out that you know she it was to kind of show Isabel's mindset at that time yeah she was very self centered I mean she took care of her sister because that's her sister yeah. but like with everybody else it was kind of like you know she's got things going on and whatever and so it was just to show kind of where she was at that point. And now on the flip side, she's more compassionate. She's taking yeah. care of the wrong. You know, so there's just a lot going on. She's in a very different place now. And then she had to confront what she did, you know, that she didn't yeah. take care of this little girl, you know, yeah. and left her, you know. So, yeah. So it, it had a, the whole, you know, when you see it all play out, but it still ticked me off <laughs> that she did it. To Isabel's, I guess, defense. She mm-hmm. didn't know at that point how bad it was, though. I mean, but we she saw know. Us. Yeah, but she saw on the metro, she saw all these people yeah. attacking people. And she's yeah. a tiny little girl. She's True. a scooter, you know? So I, I it just, yeah. But I mean, I get it now, you know. Yeah. I, you see the whole thing together, then you're like, all right, they had to show this to prove that. you know? Right. They did. And, and they just, did. Yeah. Just make her story, you know, have more beef to it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned your podcast. Go ahead and say the name of it so people know. Oh, it. it's, uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. And yeah. It's, yeah, we go on, this, we go live on YouTube, usually it's on Wednesday or two, Thursday nights. I don't know. It depends on what time we can all get together. But. <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah. to check Renee out there too. All right. And then the, I just saw you wrote the homing pigeons. We didn't yes. mention the homing pigeons. That yeah. was hilarious. Daryl is so over all of these people. Yes. And they're radios and this doesn't work. And that doesn't, every time he gets to the radio, it doesn't work. <laughs> and then the way he thinks he's finally getting there. It's a stupid pigeon. I was like, oh my gosh. It was so funny. Daryl, I know. <laughs> it's so frustrating. But I thought that's. Ingenious using home yeah. pigeons. Yeah. Right. Because you have, you have to go back to using a lot of the things that we used yeah. to do to communicate, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's just not what Daryl was promised. No, and not his at face all. Was like, yeah, I'm done with all of you. <laughs> well, after the conductor ripped out the wires yeah. for his Keep walker whatever. band, yeah, his orchestra. 
Well, and prior to that, uh, uh, Isabella told them they had one and then, oh, it needs a battery or something. I don't know what, I can't remember at the Abbey. Yes, they had yes. one too and he was all excited. Oh, I'm going to use this. And oh yeah, we didn't get a new battery or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> He's just cute. So it was just, that struck me as humorous. I thought it was a genius way to do it, but it didn't quite work for Daryl. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> And we were even talking about Fayou. Fayou, yeah, I think talk- how you say. It. I just think yeah. he's. I'm really interested to see what else he brings. He he's in the trailer for the next episode, so I'll, I you know I'm excited to see because he's just like I love like he's so poetic when he talks. Yes, he you know, like I mentioned earlier about Paris Cry. That just like I don't know why that that just sticks with me, but it's just so hard. I guess heartbreaking kind of thing, you know. And but I just yeah, so I'm excited to see. Um, Because their little community is very well ran. And I mean, it's like they, you know, they've got a lot of good going on. So I'm excited to see what else he brings to the table in the story. I was actually looking forward to when he was going to be introduced. And I'm surprised I didn't mention him. So I'm so glad that you're bringing (laughs) him up. Although they didn't really highlight his role too much here yet. But uh, I think. He did help them along the way of of knowing mm-hmm. connections and yeah. and such. So I like to going through the catacombs, and he says, "We've survived many apocalypses. We'll, you know, we'll uh, survive oh, this one." Oh yes, I just thought I about love that. That yeah, yes, that I was a love great line. that line. That was another great line. You're actually yeah. right. That's what I'm talking about. This writing mm-hmm. is so good because I, yeah. we wouldn't have thought about it. You know, mm-hmm. because yeah, America's so young. Yeah, and he said that like your America is yeah. a baby or something. He said or yes. infant or something. Yeah, which yeah. So anyway, I just think he's very interesting, and I hope that we see. I hope he has more to the story. And like I said, he is featured in the trailer for the next episode, so I'm excited to see yeah. what else he has. You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are at our segment, and the award goes to. So please tell me what was your favorite quote, character, or moment. So I'm doing a quote, and it was one that you uh, you mentioned earlier. It's, maybe we are the same that way, broken until the world ended. And when she said that, that, like, finally put all of my thoughts about these two characters. I Like, her saying that, like, I've been kind of saying something on the line of that, but it never came out that poetic, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so when she said that, I was like, that's what I've been trying to say. Yes. So the apocalypse gave both of them the opportunity to break away from their, their 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 past traumas and those people who kept them from being you know uh, fulfilling their full potential because both these characters have so much to offer but you know Daryl always had Merle dragging him down she always had Quinn you know and now they're they're free of well she's kind of not free <laughs> we'll see what happens there but you know what I mean like they were able to break away from that and become who they should really be you know yeah, yeah. and I just love, love it. it yeah. So when she said that, I my brain was like, that is what I've been trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> All these times I've been trying to talk about these two characters. So yeah. that's the quote. <laughs> I love it. There's so many quotes. And mm-hmm. I had a really hard time because I thought, I love that. I love that. I love, I, <laughs> there's so many moments. And it's hard to pick just one. And so I'm glad we got to you know dig into this whole episode and, and bring up the things that we did re- truly love. Mm-hmm. But I... Wanted to pick actually Laurent as my favorite because there were moments that he that he was just so special to me and the things mm-hmm. that he said. But it is the Daryl Dixon show, so I have to say <laughs> Daryl overall just really is just so amazing. I just love his whole character, how much he has evolved, 
he's vulnerable and then he kicks ass. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't love that? I just yeah. do. I love that. And just all the conversations that he has with Isabel and how you had mentioned too about how he sees the pressure that's put on Laurent and how bad he feels for him. And he questions it because he does care about kids and he doesn't, he wants them to be kids and mm -hmm. to survive. Yeah. And he wants the truth to be told to them. And it's funny because that is Daryl's way. That is how Daryl mm -hmm. handles kids. And But Isabel has her own way. And I'm not saying one is wrong or one right. is right. It's just they both have their own way of uh, parenting. And actually, that was another theme, I think, throughout this, this whole parentage. Because And we didn't even talk about it. Sorry, we're, <laughs> I'm bringing this up really quick. But, yeah. Quinn, but Quinn wants yeah. to see or wants to know and see Laurent because it's his son. And that is sort of the trigger which made Daryl and Isabel yeah. get into this argument because Daryl's all, you no, know, F, F that, yeah. no way. Exactly. You know? I don't need to be on the ship. I'll just live in Paris here, France, yeah. you know. He's, or he'll figure it out, right? Yeah, he'll figure it not, out. Right. He's not going to put gonna... his, what he wants in front of Quinn being a part of this child's life, mm -hmm. especially if that yeah. The way he, you know, has shown himself to Daryl, he's a not a good guy, and so, oh. you know, so that whole uh, parental parentage element was there too, or theme was there too. But but the one big thing I wanted to bring up about Daryl, which is also sign a, a question, and I think you had mentioned something previously too, but was when the homing pigeons uh, were discussed, and that guy says. We all have a person who waits for us somewhere. When he said that, Daryl hung his head. Daryl hanging his head and all the moments that he cannot get to that radio and that is killing him. I I agree with, I think it was um, a friend of yours, another podcast group that also said that maybe Carol is on that boat. Mm -hmm. This just like really spotlights to me, something is really up. It's not just he wants to get home. He needs to save somebody or something needs to get done because mm -hmm. Daryl is not just about himself. He's not mm -hmm. that um, selfish. It's to save or help somebody else. So all of that just kind of came <laughs> to me thinking there is something else up, man. There's mm -hmm. something as to why he wants that radio. Yeah. And it just yeah. made me think it could be Carol. Yeah. And that's a very good possibility. I, yeah. He, like you said, I, I kind of thought, was thinking on those lines a little too, because I was like, he's so adamant about, the, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Carol a lot of times goes with the flow, you know, he just, okay, yeah. this is what the next thing we need to do. Oh, here's the next thing we need to do. And he does it because that, he, like you said, he helps people. He's, that's what he does. But this seems more urgent. Yeah. Yes. And there's a, yeah, he is. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, I'm sure we'll have, I mean, I would imagine we'll have some sort of cliffhanger because they started filming almost immediately. So, you know what I mean? Like they, they had all this planned. So I, I feel like we're going to have a significant cliffhanger at the end of this season. And <laughs> hopefully it doesn't take them too long to get the other one out. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Oh, friends out there, we would love to know your favorite moment from this episode. Please share it with us and please be sure to join us each week as we dive into each episode of Daryl Dixon because we are really loving all these episodes. All right, Renee, 
Let's segue into our TV and movie recommendations. I would love to know, have you had time to watch anything? I know you are so busy. Well, we've watched a few more horror movies because that's kind of our thing in September, October. But like the one we watched last night was the the newer version of The Hitcher. Oh, okay. No, it's like uh-uh. the old The Hitcher. So it's a new one. Yes. And it's um, uh, Sean Bean is in it, Sophia Bush. And I don't, Zachary Knighton is the, is the boy, but I guess I'm not, I'm not sure what else he's in. But um, yeah, so it's really, they did a very good job. And of course, you know, Sean, I love Sean Bean. I just think he's so good. And, you know, he has such great roles and stuff. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, we did watch that. That's good. But another thing we've been doing is um, on. Sorry. Is that a movie or a TV show? I'm sorry. The Hitchers. Yeah, it's a movie. It's like from okay. 2007 or something. Yeah, it's okay. older. Yeah. Right. But it's really, really good. I mean, like, you know, because I, I love the first one, you know. I but do too. I love that was, one. You know, you always hear a remake. You're like, well, what are they doing? But it, it, they did a good job on it. So I recommend it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it. I haven't. So, I, yeah, you should check it out. Because <laughs> it's, you know, it's like kind of a horror horror movie, but it's more of a thriller kind of thing. You know, like a road trip gone wrong kind yes. of thing. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. But um, the other thing we've been watching is, um, so on Paramount Plus, I believe, I think that's where The Office plays. So The Office, I we love The Office. And we've watched it through more times than I should admit. But we have, and that's kind of our background, you know, kind of thing. Well, they have the extended, ver- like the super fans episodes. Oh, wow. And they've got more pieces to it. It's a, and it, we've been going through those and it's just, they added so many fun parts to it and that kind of stuff. So that's been funny. We're, I felt like we had watched all they had and then it seems like they maybe released more of them then. I'm not, you know, I don't, or I just wasn't aware. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's. Definitely worth if you're an office fan, it's yes. definitely worth watching those. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there, there's a just, I don't even, I guess I'm not sure how much more, but there's a significant amount of, of more, you know, scenes put into it and making some of them even funnier than they already were and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh my goodness. I have to try and check that out. There's so much I want to watch. I saw you, you had one, the uh, Harlan Coben, that shelter. We started that, but I don't, I was like, I don't think we finished it. We liked it, but I'm not sure if we finished it. <laughs> yes, that is one of the shows that I'm watching. It just finished. So yeah, Harlan Coben's Shelter. It's on Prime. And yeah, just ended. I, I don't I think it eight episodes. I'm not really yeah, sure how many like there that. were. Um, yeah. And I one thing I think I didn't know going into it that it's like a young adult type uh yes. from, from- book i didn't realize that because i thought well this is awful you know it's, it's just not different than his normal things and i read something i'm like oh that's why because it's like a young adult series more than yeah. you know than it is like his other stuff so not that that's bad it was just explains it different it's more yeah of a teenage kind of thing going on you know yes. and stuff. i like it because it's a mystery and i like mm-hmm. it because it's it, i thought it was very watchable I skipped a couple episodes, but then I was able to go back mm-hmm. and catch up. And like I said, it just had the last episode last week. And so I was able to watch it all. So, yeah. yeah. I bet we watched and then there were no new ones and then we forgot about it because that's kind of what we do. <laughs> so we'll have to go back and finish it. I think his name is Greenwood. Uh, the other the other actor, uh, his friend, the guy, he was in Metal Lords, which I've talked about before. It's on Netflix. Oh. 
I yeah, love that. that movie. Well, yeah, it's, the same, it it's the same guy, same okay. kid. I guess I One, didn't pay attention. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I recognized him. Oh, yes. Now that you're saying that, I totally just pictured it. I'm like, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> did. We liked that movie too. That was a good one. So it's the same actor. And, and so I noticed him in the first episode. I kept saying, God, he looks yeah. familiar. I'm like, I know where I know him from. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very watchable series. Um, it's yeah. nothing too too bad or too scary, but it, you know, it has some mystery and yeah. makes you want to continue watching. So I, I would recommend Oh, and, and, and Tola have played uh, Deanna Monroe. She's the oh, uh, yes. lady. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just thought about that. Like, oh, that's right. Tova's in that one. So anyway, yeah. So there's your Walking Dead connection for it. Yep. We love that Walking Dead <laughs> universe connection. Love is Blind season five on Netflix is out. Yes. I'm always watching love and reality shows. It's 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 been pretty good. There's a lot of couples there that are pretty iffy, though. I don't know where it's going to go. It only gives you so much. Like you don't want, they only put out so many episodes and now I got to wait till they drop some more, but it's, you know, it's intriguing to me. And then I just started watching Invasion on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. This is a sci-fi uh, series, but there is season two out currently, but I had started on the first season. So mm -hmm. I'm in the midst of it. So, and I'm appreciating it all and checking and liking it. Mm -hmm. Now, I love The Voice, and it just started for me on Monday, uh, and I love it. Uh, Reba is new on there, and Gwen is okay. back. Blake is out. Uh, he has retired from The Voice. And Kelly, I guess, is on hiatus for now from, from it because she's so busy with everything else she does. So, mm -hmm. And then Niall Horan and T John Legend are there also. So that rounds out the four judges, and it just started, and um, it just puts me in a good mood. I just mm -hmm. love watching it. Makes my Monday and Tuesday to to know that I have that to watch. So if if somebody doesn't watch it, just check it out. You can just <laughs> tune in anytime. Listen to these great uh, singing talents, and also watching the judges fight yeah. over who, they, who can get <laughs> who there. That's that's what I love is watching the judges. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also watched Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. This is on Prime. I've been waiting for it to be to stream uh, because. It's been quite a several, several months that um, it's been out. I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting because Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. And this is a war movie. I do watch war movies. They're not always at the top of my list. But then when I end up watching them, I realize <laughs> how valuable they are because I learned so much about them. And this movie is set against the backdrop of the Afghanistan war and a local interpreter displays incredible bravery as he undertakes a perilous mission to transport an injured sergeant who is Jake Gyllenhaal through mm -hmm. this challenging terrain, risking his own life in the process. And it's just, it's just really well done. And I love the relationship between Jake Gyllenhaal and this interpreter. It's just mm -hmm. It just shows the bonds that that people make and just it, it's just really good. And so um, if you uh, even remotely like war movies, then I would say, please check it out. It's really well done. It, it's a really good movie. Yeah, there's a lot of good actors in that, too. I yes. just looked it up. <laughs> so who else is it? Who's who plays the interpreter? I'd love to say his name or mention his name. It's Dar Salim. It's S-A-L-I-M. He's super good. Yeah, he's been in several. I mean, like, I don't think I've watched any of these, but yeah, he's been in several movies. So he plays, even though he's an interpreter, he does a lot with his face. 
Mm. the way he emotes things and he's just really good he's a really Mm. good actor i'm like uh man you're good (laughs) so i really enjoyed it because of him so yeah so check that out if you can yeah we'll check that out yeah okay renee thank you i want to thank you for joining me it's always so much fun having you oh i just love doing it so uh, thank you for asking (laughs) well we'll be here next week to do it again i can't wait (laughs) All right, friends out there, thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to Screens and Focus at screensandfocus.com and tell a friend because we would love more members of our TV club. You can find our website listed in our show notes and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.